welcome to the Not All Love and Life podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno, and today we have Denise Castro. She is the founder of Virtual Mom Collective. She's the vice president of New Core Construction, a woman in construction. I love that. Thank welcome. you. Thank you so welcome. Much. Really happy to have you here. You have a beautiful story, and I'd just like you to start by telling the audience, the listeners, who you are. Sure, absolutely. Thank you again, Romy. I know we go way back from our days when you hosted us um, almost two years ago um, for a mother mentor meditation event, which was really special. I'm really honored to be here. Um, so I'm Denise. I'm the founder of Virtual Mom Collective. We are a non-for-profit organization originally that started during the pandemic to help support um, working and stay-at-home moms in every facet of their motherhood. We uh, focus on three things here at Virtual Mom Collective, which is giving resources for maternal mental health, financial wellness, and equality in the workplace for working moms. I'm also vice president of Nucor Construction. We are a local South Florida general contractor that focuses on uh, commercial real estate um, construction mostly. And I've been in that industry for 13 years. And it wasn't really until I became a mother that I felt very called to action uh, on how to support working moms and working women, really, and how to bridge the gap between those two things, um, career and motherhood aspect wise. So thank you again for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I feel like what you're doing is so important because I personally, when I became a mom, I was so lost. I didn't know how to balance everything. And I lost myself in the sense that my whole identity became being a wife and being a mom. And that's it. I had lost completely who I am, what I liked, what my hobbies are. And it took me a long time, a lot of personal development and work to finally get to that place where I had to realize working on myself and putting myself first is not selfish. So helping other women do the same thing it's like it's funny when we go through these things we want to go and help others that are going through similar circumstances you know get out you know without having to go through such a hard time like we did right because there's resources and there's different things that we could try without it being so difficult and community is so so important which is what you've built yeah no one thousand percent 1000%. 1000%. Um, I remember when I became a mom, there is really no manual, right? There's no outline. We do figure out certain things that come naturally to us, right? The instincts that that gut instinct sort of develops. But when we look back to like the roadmap, especially for our generation, I feel like, you know, our our mothers and our grandmothers did the best that they could with the roles that they played. And there's really no uh, roadmap or handbook, as they say, for the generation, which is our generation, on how to make, you know, those two things, those two aspects of identity, which is could be identified as a career or, you know, a business that you run and being a mom side by side, because being a mom shouldn't really be something that you have to pick over, you know, other things that that always comes number one, right? So from a perspective of navigating what we've done in the past, which is merge what our former generations did um, to sort of grow the aspect of a family and navigate a career that doesn't really necessarily exist because there, it was a, a system designed really for our fathers 
who would, you know, con contribute to the household income and go to work and the mom stayed at home to take care of the child. And not to say that being um, a stay-at-home mom is not a job because 1000% that is a job, but it's um, sometimes being a mother is not enough for, for many of us. You know, it's one of the most fulfilling roles that we can play. So really our generation is exploring of what it means to want more than just being a mom, be having a business, pursuing a career, reinventing yourself. Because like you said, you can get lost in the identity of when you are in the mom mode and you are a new mom, it's a very, it's a, it's so, it's just so vastly new. And that, you know, little person needs you so much in those moments because they know nothing else, but your smile, your scent, your, you know, your, your, it's food source, your, it's guiding light. So of course, you know, we're, we're trying to essentially create a manual for ourselves, that roadmap on, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to take a leave. I'm going to try navigating something, you know, a little different. Perhaps I'll do a career change because the nine to five that I currently left before is no longer serving me. So we're asking ourselves the hard questions and our community really focuses on asking those hard questions because there is, I don't want to say a lack of a disconnect, but there is, there is a disconnect in the assumption of that motherhood is beautiful, but it's also very hard. So, you know, having that, um, that honest conversation upfront that it is hard navigating and juggling the, all the aspects of what that brings is really important to put that at the forefront of the conversation. So that's what we do here at BMC, which is we support the mother. We're not only, you know, a childcare proponent or, you know, giving parentals the, the guidance that they need. We really focus on what the mother needs so that she can then, you know, pour it into her children as well. Right. Because you can't pour from an empty cup mm -hmm. and you, you could can. only do it for so long. And I can tell you from experience because I did it for so long and I wasn't the best version of myself. I completely snapped and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And I was still married at the time. Right now I'm a single mom. And if I wouldn't have done the work that I had done while I was still married, I don't know how I would be able to manage everything that I do because it is so hard as a single mom, having a kid, kids with such big age gaps, right? And trying to make sure that you're giving both the same type of attention. My youngest one is autistic. So the therapies and, you know, the attention that that needs and all of that, on top of the fact that I have absolutely no help when it comes to that. Plus I have to run mm -hmm. my business. I go to school full time. There's a lot that's going on. And the other day I told myself, I took a moment and I go, wow, I'm so grateful for the work that I've done and the community that I have, because I think anybody else would have snapped by now. And I had my therapist appointment this, this week on Wednesday. And when I gave her an update of everything that's been happening, she goes, she told me the same thing. She goes, anybody else would have probably snapped. And you come back from things so effortlessly and ready to just take on the next step. And in such a positive way that it's, I left her speechless. I was like, great, I'm leaving my therapist speechless, you know, but it made me, <laughs> it just gave me that reassurance because right. That's it. I just needed told that. myself that. I just told myself that a week ago. And then for it not to just be in my head, it was great to hear. 
But this is why we do the work that we do, right? Because we want to help other people be able to get to that space where we're not just, we don't, it doesn't have to be that hard. It does really does take a village, right? Like you said, oh, generation, yeah. things have changed so much back in the days. It really, when they said it took a village, we were in the same village. I'm taking care of your kid. Your kids are mine. My kids are yours. We have each other's back while our husbands are providing catching, hunting, whatever, you know, and it's just not like that now. So creating that space that you have is so important. And it's evolved so much because it it started in the pandemic. And it's yeah. evolved so much since then. Last year, you hosted your first summit. So I attended, it was amazing. And just to see you on stage and, and just, I could feel how, how in that moment when you were, you were awarded by a key of the city by the mayor. Oh, I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. I connected with your energy in that moment and I could feel how you, I almost get emotional because you were, it was almost like all the hard work was worth it to get to this moment, right? Thank you, Romeo. I'm getting like, I'm getting, I'm, because, you know, because the idea of the key to the, right? It was for the village of Palmetto Bay. It's, it's like a joint effort, right? Like in October, we we got a proclamation by the mayor for you know infant and miscarriage awareness month and made it you know an official proclamation in law that that day is observed for virtual mom collective mothers who are going through that so the key going back to the key is just the beginning of the process of like when i said you know to the mayor i really want to host um and amplify the voices of moms and using you because you are you have roots in government and you have a voice and try to, that's one thing that's really important, right? There isn't a lot of women in government and they there's these all these different laws and bills and rights that go and dictate the way that we essentially, one, can birth babies and two, you know, um, just like everything when it comes to raising them in a different, in just a, from infancy all the way to, to high school. And we, we really need, to pay attention now more than ever in these moments and align with our our government, our, our constituents who are one, female, and two, mothers, because they're the ones who are going to advocate for the same things that we want. And our voices are going to be heard so that we can continue. So it starts with, you know, an idea, you know, sparked in a pandemic on a hum in a humble Facebook group setting where we're all saying the same thing. We're drowning. You know, we can't go back to our, our jobs. We're mother, doctor, nurse, uh, pro provider. And not to say that, you know, whether you are, um, you know, in a supportive relationship or not, the, the brood of, of that weight really always holds on, on the mother because biologically we're carrying, you know, much more of the caretaking necessities than our, you know, our, our, our spouses or, you know, our partners just essentially biologically, that's the way it happens. So of course we're built to be strong, but it doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, we're not completely immune to certain things. And so when you have, you know, people listening to your mission and you have other women who have roots in government and have your best interest, it is really important to know that that key that's given to you in your hands is just opening the beginning of a door that you're going to go down to and it's going to change not only your life but those the lives of the mothers that you know are so important and essential 
to keep amplifying. And that that was just the beginning of what the key represents. And it just meant so much to me because I really, that's such a big component. And equality starts with women being part of the same conversations as men in a political setting. So just so important, super important. I can go on and on and all about that, at, at, about advocacy, but but yeah, it was, thank you for connecting in that moment. That key is just as much as yours is mine, you know? Thank you. Yeah, it was a very beautiful moment. And I just wanted to bring it to your attention that I felt you. I really did feel you. And I was like, you fucking go, girl. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. It was I'm going to bring the key. I'm going to bring the key to the summit this year again. Okay. She'll, she'll probably be there because I, she loves everything I do and I love everything she does. So it's amazing. That's, and that's the way it has to keep doing. You, you just keep supporting, you know? Yeah. So why don't you share a little bit of, of the summit and what can somebody expect if if they when they buy the ticket? Yeah. So that are local. It's the summit this year is called um the way forward. It's a uh, virtual collective's essential, like I, I wanna say like key one of their key uh events that happens in the beginning of the year. And the way forward is sort of uniting the different aspects of what it means to be a mother, right? The aspects of whether she, you know, started a business during the pandemic is recreating herself, uh, touching on the this identity of matrices of like what happens to the woman and the mother, what happens to that that union? And when you merge those two identities, what is the next step? Um, essentially, you know, we're going to have uh, the same format as last year. We're going to have incredible panelists this year. The only difference is, is that this one's a little bit, it's going to be a little more spicy because we're going to touch on things that really, um, I don't want to say strike a, uh, yeah, I guess they strike a fire in your heart because again, it it talks about the way that we, when we make decisions based on finances, based on emotions, based on, you know, uh, creativity or muses, like these are all thought processes and all feelings that are very valid. So, you know, what does that mean in a focus-based environment where a summit can bring that to the forefront? So that essentially is igniting the fire and the conversations where you get to talk to these panelists, I could literally change your life. Like they've changed mine in the past. I know I've changed lives and I continue to do so with providing this, this space in this environment. And we're kicking it off on March 2nd um, in partnership with Florida international university at the frost art museum. It's women's history month in March, very important bringing the, the same idea of like, what happens in, first of all, I, you know, Women's History Month obviously is observed in March, but women's history is not just about observing it in a month. You know, we have to talk um, about how maybe like it's only been 103 years since, you know, that amendment was ratified so that we could have the opportunity to vote, which that really in retrospect is not a long time at all. It's 100 years ago. That's nothing. So that means that, you know, we're, 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 we're still kind of very much against the clock. And those things have a big delineation on the way that we're going to be voting as women for the next presidential election. You know, things have changed. Obviously, there is a lot more of us representing, but it doesn't stop there. Like we can't we can't expect this to be a non-cyclical event. So, you know, 
the summit is mirroring all, all of it. Like, you know, you, you know that you have this idea, this fire, this feeling inside. We're going to help you for the next steps, the way forward. We are going to, you know, the theme was hopping into hopping into this car. You're hopping into the car with us and we're driving you into the future. And we're going to let, and we're going to hold your hand because you're the driver. You're the driver, right? Essentially, you are the person who's going to drive yourself into the future that you deserve. And we're going to give it all. We're going to give grants, you know, to empower you financially. We're going to give you the connections to the women who talk about STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and anything in a management position. We're going to talk to C-level suite people who are, you know, making really waves, whether it's a startup, whether they have their own, you know, AI-based company, which offers more flexibility and remote work, which is very critical for a mom who is, you know, perhaps navigating the the aspects of a schedule of little ones like myself. We're going to talk about what it really means to own a business. Hey, it's me, Romy. I want to share a moment with you. You know, we often talk about healing, growth, and doing the work on this podcast. But where do you start? When you're feeling overwhelmed by life's challenges, trapped in the past, worried about the future, or like you're constantly battling your own thoughts and emotions. Living in a reactive state versus response, passing up opportunities because of lack of confidence and fear, not knowing how to set boundaries with others, but most importantly with yourself. That's why I created my Healing the Root Cause program. It's for those out there feeling overwhelmed and yearning for change, connection, authenticity. Pretty much, you're tired of your own shit. Together, using my proven root framework, we'll recognize your triggers, overcome the past, operate with confidence, and transform your life. As I say, it's not all love and light, and this healing journey is about confronting the shadows and embracing the mess, but still loving yourself through it all. I'll be right there with you, guiding you on this journey. Every raw moment, every breakthrough, every step of the way. So if you're feeling that tug and want to apply to work with me, fill out the application in the show notes and we'll see if we're a good fit for each other and take it from there. Either way, I'm rooting for you. And putting in the time, the investment, because everyone, you know, sometimes may not understand that entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. It's really hard work. You got to do so much generational work, right? Deconstruction, whether you are perhaps like, you know, you and I were come from a Hispanic household and background and really put in into consideration those things that don't align with the kind of, you know, mother and person that you are, you know, moving forward. So we're going to talk about those things that, you know, maybe sometimes traditional is not the most essential thing and functional thing to do for yourself, you know? Um, we're going to talk about, you know, childcare, which is a huge part of equality in the workplace. You know, we don't, we essentially have to pick sometimes and it's difficult for us. And it's also mapping the way that we are going to be, you know, who we're going to be in the future because we're making decisions based on the availability and access to our children. And we're making decisions based on, based on those, those needs of whether they're unmet And when they're unmet, you're saying like, okay, well, I can't afford this because, you know, I don't make, you know, X or as a household income, I don't make X in my household. So, you know, I'm not going to, um, you know, send them to daycare or, you know, whatever I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to homeschool them, et cetera. And so essentially when you're doing that, you are obviously making a decision of a big financial decision 
later on, perhaps maybe 10 years down the road, when you decide that they're a little bigger, it's going, you're, they're going to say, you're going to, you're, I'm ready to go back to work, you know? And then, you know, moms are met with uh, Oh, why do you have resume? So much gap in your resume, you know? Because I've been raising my family for the past like seven years, you know, I've been homeschooling, childcare is unaffordable. So it's like that fork in the road, you either choose your, the left or choose the right. And we're here to tell you, you don't have to put, you don't have to pick left or right. You get to decide if you want to go forward. You get to decide if you're going to go do both. You know, I am going to actually go back to work and I'm going to find either a corporation that supports, you know, my, ch my child care. Or two, I'm also going to uh, create my own business and really put in the work so that, um, you know, I create a roadmap and I don't have to get to decide whether I want to be with my child at this time and, you know, be um, available to them whenever, you know, whenever they need me. So, you know, those are those are tough questions to ask ourselves, but those are the questions that we are going to be asking our attendees because we're essentially saying there is so many aspects as to how to be a mother, but no one gets to tell you pretty much the path of how you're going to how are you going to drive into that future. There is a lot of resources out there. It's just getting access and connection to the right people and two very important connect with your local government because they have a big, big aspect of what that future is going to look like, not just for you, but for your children. Yeah. So if you have daughters or sons, what they get to do and decide based on what they want to do when they become parents, you know? Yeah. So that's what they can expect. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm excited. I'm going to, you know, be able to go again this year. And you mentioned something that made me think, I was a supervisor for DCF prior to leaving and going off on my own. And because of my child's special needs and, and how much he needs me, there's no way I could work for anybody else. I have to work for myself. It's impossible, you know, because it does all fall on me. It all does fall on me. So it's a beautiful thing what you're doing. And let's take a moment for that, Romy, because it falls on you and you carry the weight. And you make it look effortlessly to everybody, right? Or they not, you know, you you make it seem like you've got it together. And this is not to say you have it together because mothers always show like they have it together. And inside we may be like crumbling, but in we keep it not, we keep it together, not only for ourselves, but for our kids, you know, to show really when they down the path, they'll know, my God, my mom, how did she do this? Like Sometimes my mom, my own mother is like, how do you do all this? Like, how do you do all? Because I, I, I show up. Yeah. I have to show up. Yeah. My 13 year old, I don't know how many times my 13 year old asked me, and it's always in the car for several, he goes, mom, how do you do it? How do you do it? Like, and then he starts going down all the list of things that I do. And he goes, and then you take care of us and you cook and you feed us and, and you have to deal with Ian and how do you do it? And I go, I just do it. You know, I just do it. But I've learned also not to be so hard on myself and doing what's important in that day, right? Before I super long to do this. And now I, I just have to break it down and be like, okay, what is the most important thing that I need to do? today. And that's what I do without beating myself up because I am doing a lot. If not, then I'm just going to become a huge bully to myself and I'm not doing that either. Oh yeah. No. And imposter syndrome is a thing, you know, it's, I don't want to say a thing. 
No, it is. We go through it. It's it's I it's like the shadow that never goes away. He goes away for a while. I call him a he. I don't know why. But sometimes there are I look back and like it's always at the end of the year. And I feel like it comes right before my kids' birthdays. And I call him like the shadow, the imposter, the imposter shadow. And you know, he starts putting ideas on my mind that, you know, how could I think that I could possibly, you know, continue this nonprofit work? And like, what makes, what makes me think that, you know, anybody's going to start listening, continue to listen to, you know, what I'm doing. And, and then I, you know, pretty much take a sledgehammer. I, I let him talk to me for two weeks and I let him get him down. He talks to me, you know, like, like a bad boss would, you know, like, you're not worth anything. Like, how could you even think that anybody you're was going to listen you're a joke and then you know eventually when I tap into that like I always say like the inner uterine energy of just because I'm not no longer having any more babies in my womb I also tap into that energy and I take a sledgehammer and I hit him really hard in the face and then I don't see him for a while and then once I connect with that energy it's always again the the point in time where you see the growth right? The growth in your children and you look back because my kids are five days apart. So it's difficult to like, yeah, they're five, three years, five days apart. And my daughter's 18, my son's the 25th. So it's like those, um, it's a, it, it was a difficult journey for me because I had postpartum depression. I really, I felt with my daughters, but in particular that disconnection with her, because I, I felt like I couldn't be there in the two capacities of celebration of their birthdays. Right. My son, I felt I was so old when she was born. Like, I was like, what? You're three? Like, in my mind. And this is when the imposter syndrome shadow started really coming out and say, like, this is a lot for you. You know, you, I I don't know if you can rise up. I don't know. You feel kind of sad. I don't know if you're you're able to handle this. And instead of kind of putting him at the back like I normally would, I started including him into my stories into my writing and I realized that imposter syndrome is very prevalent especially for postpartum depression um it's not like postpartum depression goes away after right out like after six months or a year it's just an ongoing ongoing um thread of work that you need to continue to do for yourself because that that essentially is just your brain saying to yourself that you're not enough right and so you have to constantly convince yourself that you're enough every day and you when by doing that when you show up for yourself that's how you say you're enough and I remember writing this piece called the postpartum carousel and I look at I read it every year right before my kids birthdays because it was so raw and literally talking about what we're saying and I remember it was such a very it's a strong piece but it's so important because that is essentially motherhood and um, you know, ins and outs. It's a beautiful chaos being a mother. I feel like we don't talk about not nearly enough. What a wild ride it is. We talk about the wins, but we don't never mention and talk about the lows and, and the loss, you know, and it's important to talk about loss. It's important to talk about grief it's important to talk about the not so beautiful aspects of growth and how that really is a huge, huge factor of 
your story because you're giving your readers authenticity. So I think it's important to always be authentic uh, when presenting yourself and your story and talk about always about the wins, celebrate the wins, but talk about the lows and what that what that looks like. Because then that's where your moms are going to connect with you right, as 100%. well. Yeah, because they feel seen. They, they feel, feel seen. seen. They, they connect in a sense like, oh, shit, I'm not the only one. Like, me too. Like, I also feel this way. So it is normal. There is nothing wrong with me. And it just, it's, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It, it, it is. And it's very, very important. So important. Yeah. So, so important. Yeah. So you recently launched something. Soft Yes. Launch. Yes. <laughs> so we recently launched the VMC, yeah, the VMC channel. So for everyone who's been following us for the past, it's going to be four years on March 4th. March 5th, uh, which is crazy, um, knows that we started with the virtual webinars, you know, obviously virtual mom collective will always be virtual. And we started obviously the hybrid events in the past two years, which was uh, very interesting in, in terms of format, but so amazing because so many women were showing up. And that's one of the greatest things you can do, right, for yourself is show up. And so the webinars were once a month, uh, every second Saturday of the month, and every month it was a different theme. Last year, you know, we started to change a couple things, and we welcomed six new board members to continue, right, the the idea of like, how do we merge the virtual component into the virtual collective? Because there's one thing that mothers, there's one thing that we can't buy, slow down, make more of, and that's time. There's one thing that mothers just always never have enough of, and it's time. So having that virtual component is everything to a mom sometimes because she shops online. She makes big, huge business decisions online. She works from home sometimes, remote, 100% she needs to be online. Three, the social media that she you know takes a break to connect with is online. So the, that virtual component equals time and time is money and money and the investment that you make is why we created the VMC channel and the channel is going to work very similar to the webinars we're going to be featuring where it's not going to be panel style but it's going to be uh, featuring one amazing mom in our community a mompreneur who's up and coming and making some serious waves and changes in the community and we're going to be uh, interviewing one one mom a month and we're starting on Sunday actually going to be really cool and exciting and I'm excited because it's about elevating the voices of our mothers right we don't necessarily you know realize how much we connect in person with people because that's when the magic really happens like right now we're making magic and we're con connecting virtually but essentially when we met we made the connection was in person right so virtually it's important to always continue that synergies because you know, we we don't get to see each other often. Like I haven't, I haven't probably seen you since the summit or another event. No, no, no. I, I think I saw you at another event, but like essentially like the way that we connect is virtually, you know, and that's how we keep tabs on one another. That's how we empower one another. That's how we keep, you know, sort of engaging the same conversations with one another virtually. So we're launching um, officially, you know, we already have some content on the channel. You can check it out on Vimeo. And the, you know, the two commercials and all our, 
our previous, um, you know, com- I don't want to say commercials, but our previous events that had a theme or idea have essentially a a little a little video a vlog of their of themselves. So the previous events that we had in the past, where we shot the little farm, or there's also also the two commercials for the summit. There is information and, and video content about Women United, which was in on October 15th to observe Infant and Miscarriage Awareness Month with the uh, village of Palmetto Bay are just snippets, right, of the different aspects and events that are, are part, a huge part of, of our channel. So, you know, the channel's going to have two things. It's going to have the Virtual Mom Collective Board episodes of what's going on with their businesses and essentially also plug in one mother a month. And by the way, I don't want to say one mother, one woman, mother, they don't, there's a lot of non, non-biological moms who are part of our community. And we're also really important to say that just because you're not a mom doesn't mean you're not welcome. We're actually welcoming the fact that you love being, you know, around other moms because we're women. We're women before we become our mothers. We don't change our skin. We're not like lizards, you know. We're chameleons, but we're not, we don't like we're not different types of lizards, you know, that hang out on the rock, you know. We all get along. So about continuing that dialogue, it's really important because perhaps there's a lot of like mother curious women out there and they really want to know what it's like. And the best advice that I can give you is hang out with working moms. You know, you want to know what it's like be in the environments, see what it's really like, what, how they juggle it, you know? And I think the channel is, is a great way to show what that looks like on the day in and day out, because there's so much that goes on before we did this. I'm sure there was things that we don't see necessarily in, in the, in the channel that happened, the drop-off, the, you know, the wake up time, the dressing up, the getting ready, the, you know, um, answering emails, the listening, this is talking to an employee right now, you know, prior to the interview, before this conversation happened, like the blockout scheduling of our day, like what's going to happen after dinner time, bath time, etc. All those little parts that are essential to a mother's time. So essentially going back to the channel, that's what we're trying to capture of what that looks like day in, day out. One thing that's coming to me, like a message that's coming to me is that I just want to say that there's a lot of women that don't necessarily say they're mothers because they've lost a child and they are mothers as well. Oh yeah, 1000%. I'm. You're looking at her, you know? I had a stillbirth and for a long time, I didn't put myself in that category. I was quiet for like two years. Just not a biological mom buried a baby but in the eyes of this world that we live in you know they were telling me that it just that doesn't you know equate to me being a mother and then when I had my son rainbow baby I got to decide it really hit me that I had been been one all along I didn't understand that it's not like something that you find in the dictionary and I think if there's one thing that I convey to moms or to women out there and no one gets to tell you where you put yourself, you cannot put yourself in a box. You you cannot, you know, take uh, a selection of like, you know, non-mother or mother, you know, like that really shouldn't be something that you one should answer ever. And two, no one else gets to decide and to tell you that they're not that. And they're so many women who join and tell me the same thing like oh i'm not a mom is that okay 1000 percent. 
And I hope nobody answers or nobody tells you, gives you an answer that it's not okay because, you know, who the hell are they to decide to tell you what, you know, what you are and, and who you are and how do you captivate yourself? You know, the, um, the, the word mother is so universal and it's so applicable to so many things. Like we are our own greatest advocates. So if there's one thing that you can do is just advocate for yourself in the best way possible and never, ever put your name next to a box. Yeah, I, I didn't know that about you. So maybe that's why it came to me. So you could share that beautiful story. See, yeah, she's she's uh, my angel baby. That's a, a big proponent and connection I have with, you know, one of my board members, Natalie Pizarro, who like literally opened, I say that with the, the, the greatest uh, compassion, who opened the floodgates for me when she started talking about her story. I was like, she un unlocked the door to that part of me where I was like, oh my God, like, what if, of course, like, this is, this is so valid and so unique. And because I was conditioned to think, and in Muslim, in my industry, uh, because I, I work with men, right? So I don't want to feel um, less than, and that imposter syndrome really came into the play. Like, don't tell them, they're going to think you're weak. They're going to know, you know, they're going to know that you're not going to be able to do this job. Like, obviously, I've, endu I've endured labor three times. So, like, I can do hard things. Yeah. Women and moms, moms in particular, can do really hard things. Yeah. And no one else gets to decide what those hard things are. Yeah. Nat Natalie does have a very powerful story. Um, she's actually been on the podcast. So if you guys haven't heard that episode with Natalie Pizarro, I would definitely suggest you go back and listen to it because just the way that she overcame it and such, and a lot of people could have gone down a really dark like road, which is okay too, because we don't know how to handle certain things. Right. But Absolutely. I feel it's a very powerful episode to listen to. Oh yeah. No, 1000%. I talk about it all the time on how that is one of the greatest things that you can do for to support yourself on like through maternal mental health you know our mental health as moms has just really declined since the pandemic and you see the need because we've had to pivot we've had to shift we've had to do the impossible possible which is like you know act like a pandemic really didn't happen and just go with what you've learned in the past and just figure it out all by yourself or maybe, or maybe not, but just what that did to our minds. Um, you know, I had my daughter during the pandemic and it really, it resurfaced a lot of the, the storyline of when I, we lost our first baby, our first daughter. And, and I couldn't, I, I, I was so, uh, I, I feel like paralyzed by that whole, um, trauma which i thought i had you know worked out but i it just showed it just showed that i hadn't and i think it was important because the to be very transparent with our viewers and our just our community of of what that looked like and showing up to you know events and not not talking about like i'm not okay right now you know right now i'm in i'm in this is what i'm going through and it's not okay but it's going to be okay because I have you guys, I have this voice and I have this opportunity to share of, you know, 
this is what PPD does. This is what trauma looks like. This is what being a mom really is, essentially. You know, we we it's like a roller coaster ride. It never stops. It goes up and down. And you just have to continue to learn how to drive it in the, the, the best direction for yourself. I love this. I love talking about like raw, raw emotions and uplifting because I feel like sometimes uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming to to others in in the moment, but I can guarantee when you when you open yourself, and I love the the name of your podcast that really that just came to my mind, like not all of light, like that's basically motherhood. You know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It has a beautiful aspect, but we have to turn our purpose into action and 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 measure it with the good the bad and the ugly like the movie the good bad and the ugly you have to bring all those people to town so that you can continue forward yeah and that's important in, in so many aspects and that's why I remember when the the name of the podcast came to me and it was like yeah this is what I am like it's not all love and light sometimes um People think that I seem a little bit too intense or just, you know, very in that strong energy. But I feel that it's important to talk about the things that are not our highlight reels, you know, talk about how we're not feeling our best, you know, and not only talk about the great things because it gives a false sense of reality to a lot of people. A thousand percent. And like you said, we connect when we are real. You know why? Because the highest form of um, energy frequency that people do connect to is authenticity. That's why when people are who they are 100% and they show up as themselves, people connect with them in a way that is very effortless because they could feel when someone's being fake and when somebody, there's something just not right, you know, the all love and light and peace and love and everything's fine and oh my gosh and everything's going to be okay like yes things will turn out the way that they're supposed to but sometimes it's not okay and it's not all love and light like sometimes things are really shitty and we need to talk about it just so we know that we're not alone so I the name of the part I was like yes it's available nobody has it. it I was so happy because I feel a lot in the work that I do and how I try to show up is in that sense, because I feel just like you do, it's very important because it's not all even like. No, 1000%, 1000%. Well, thank you, Denise, so much for showing up today and sharing your beautiful story and the wonderful work that you're doing. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we end the episode? No, that's, this is, this has been so so refreshing it's so good to see your face um I love everything that you're doing I wanted to take a moment to commend you and your 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 journey these past two years we've been watching you and the way that you have you know I always say like when your wings grow and you just start to fly and we're all here for it we're here for you and everything and every aspect of everything that you're doing as a person as a mother as a business owner you're freaking amazing, man. Romy, you're killing it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am killing it. It's definitely not easy. And some days I'm just like, I might snap today, but we won't get there. You know, I, I, yeah. we're, we're right in yeah. the edge. We're right in the 1, edge. 
Exactly. We'll say sorry and do better the next day and the next day and the next day. All right. Correct. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys, if this episode was insightful, make sure that you share it. You like it. You leave a comment and make sure to, if you're in the area, buy that ticket to the summit. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be there. And remember, guys, it's not all over the night.